Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast. Big dog, Daryl Campbell. What's happening, brother? Jay, what's shaking? What's shaking for all of those in attendance? I apologize for the micro fees, but um, we keep it moving on the Everyman in the, in the Cosmic Canoe. We tuck, we roll with the punches. It's what we do on the Everyman Podcast. And uh, you know, man, I'm good. Blessed and highly favored. To quote oh, my yeah. quote, you, my dear friend, and uh, another week, another pod, another great conversation with a good, good man. Oh, um, yeah. Before we get to that, you know, last couple of weeks have been have been really exciting here on the Everyman Podcast for me, at least. Um, yeah. Some great interviews. You know, Chris Wilson, uh, Nikwan Lee was was an awesome conversation. If you hadn't had a chance to check that out, um, you know, Dusty Waring from Between the Barrier to Me, another great conversation. We got into some really really great. Uh, Really great stuff there. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week, Dr. Helena Gazelka from the Mayo Clinic uh, Q&A Fantastic. podcast. One of my favorite episodes we've done yet. So um, if, if, you, if you're behind a few weeks, you know, definitely check out those last couple episodes. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. A lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And, um, you know, the year of the Everyman Part 2 continues. And we're just gearing up for the summer of the Everyman. And, and we're getting into it uh, hard and fast. And uh, today... Another returning guest to yeah. the Everyman Podcast, yeah. um, one of the few three-time canoe or canoeman, three-time a three-time canoeman, um, former NFL player, played with Daryl in high school and opposing teams. Uh, he's an actor. He's a law enforcement officer. He's a volunteer firefighter. He's an NCAA college football. Official, yeah, he's an everyman, yeah. Matt Griebel, jack of all trades, jack of all trades, and he's one of those guys. And I told him, you know, I, I say it at the end of the podcast, and I reiterated it when we stopped recording. But he's a guy that when I talk to him, it just gets me kind of jazzed up and refocused on on how important it is to be in service of others when you can, uh, because yeah. he's a guy that's living that every day and in so many different ways, and not to mention. He's a bagpiper now. Uh, oh my he's, gosh! Yeah. He's a, he's a coach of a, of his of his son's football team, uh, yep. and and we we have a great conversation about the impact of, of being a coach, um, and it's cool for me, you know, to sit back and watch two former NFL players and, and fathers talk about coaching kids, um, because you know, again, I mentioned it before, people think I'm turning into a big softie or something, but, you know, as I'm getting on that path, you know, I got my, my wedding coming up here, our wedding, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the next stages of life for this every man, uh, it's cool to, to kind of listen with that intention, knowing that knowing what I'm, you know, fixing to do over here, so oh, um, yeah. for me, that's especially rewarding, and just, you know, anytime we get to connect with Matt, I mean, it's 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 we could be talking about paint, and, I, and I'm happy, you know, he's a great guy, he's a lot of fun, uh, Super intelligent, super compassionate. Just, just a great, just a great everyman. Period. In the story, in the story, anybody that can be an expert in all of those fields, I'll say expert. I know he'll be humble, and he wouldn't agree with that. But he's he's a fully present man in multiple ways for his family, his friends, his community. Mm-hmm. I mean, true everyman, man. Absolutely, true everyman. It's somebody we can all look to to be like, you know what? I want to be a little more like that guy. And a not and in, in 
in the least corny way possible. You know what I mean? Like straight up. Um, Proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. It's an honor to uh, to to know him and have him in my roster of friends. So, um, with that being said, let's kick it to our brother Matt Griebel. Let's go. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a returning guest, one of our one of our best bros to have in the Cosmic Canoe with us. Uh, he is a absolute Everyman man of many trades, many talents. He is Thanks. a NCAA football referee he's a law enforcement gentleman and he's a soon-to-be i'm i'm throwing out there he's gonna be a hollywood star he's also an actor ladies and gentlemen our brother matt griebel what's up matt how you doing bro hey hey guys how's it going hell yeah man back in the canoe that's right it's it's, it's, yeah it's good to be back with you guys yeah man too long been a, been a bit. We've had you on a couple times, and uh, like I said there, you know, you're one of our favorite guests to just uh, catch up with and see what's going on. So, you know, I always ask this question, man, what's up? Where are you? What are you doing? Well, I mean, uh, COVID kind of put a freeze on a lot of stuff. I mean, I, you know, your last latest podcast, we are talking about the doctor, and I was listening to that stuff. It was pretty interesting, you know, but... Uh, Dr. Gazelka, just, uh, try, shout out. Keep, Elena. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to keep the uh, the family healthy and, and focused and together and doing our thing. You know, it's uh, it's been a it's been kind of a struggle. You know, living inside a house and, and uh, not really really able to go out. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it's it's kind of a kind of a blessing in disguise because it's uh, brought a lot of families together. You know, yeah. that's a that's a great thing. But uh, um, you know, just doing our thing. You know, trying to. I think it's. I think things are slowly opening up and uh, we're starting to re. Uh, introduce ourselves to our normal lives, which is, which is cool. And, um, you know, football moved to the spring and in, in some of the conferences in, the, in college football and uh, the FCS level and, and division three and two and stuff. And, and some of the guys officiating are, they've got games coming up and, and that type of thing, but we're moving to the spring and hopefully we'll get the season through and uh, get a good summer in and then start fall back up again and uh, with a normal football schedule. But other than that, everything else is great. That's great, man. Now, I want to get into it kind of in a bunch bunch of different areas, but um, I'm curious, you know, your day job, as we mentioned in law enforcement, how has COVID, um, you know, been with that? How much has that impacted your, your day to day? Oh, well, it's, it's huge. You know, I mean, anytime you're interacting with the public on a regular basis, you know, it's, it's one of those things you just got to keep in, in mind that people have different fears about what's going on and you don't want to, you know, kind of step on that fear, but you also have to do your job, you know, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a dance, a give and take back and forth. But, uh, um, you know, uh, the job hasn't changed so much, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff that's going on in, 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 uh, in the country right now with, with law enforcement. And, you know, I think, uh, the, the good ones are a far out number of the, uh, the bad ones. And, you know, those, those guys will be sought out and, and, and dealt with. But uh, as far as, you know, dealing with COVID, it's, it's, it's a, it's a chore, you know, I, I put it that way just because it's one of these things where, you know, it's not going anywhere anytime right. soon. And we've got to kind of learn to deal with. Yeah, and you don't think about like, at least I, I don't on, on the day to day, how many people just the, their very existence of their job is just a hundred percent interacting with the public. Like I'm lucky in that. And Daryl is too, that we're in an office environment where we're, you know, kind of sequestered and, you know, we may interact with a small number of people, but it's the same few people, 
you know, like being out there and, and having to deal with that and, and the, and the, you know, the, the public perception of everything, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be a challenge, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with anything, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, intangibles that are involved with it. And, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest fear was, you know, I, I caught the virus back and I, I think we talked about that yep. before back in uh, yeah. uh, Mar- March of last year, you know, and my, my biggest fear was, you know, maybe catching it again and bringing it home and bringing it home, like, you know, a worse strand of it or something, you know, who knows, but, uh, and, and giving it to, to my family or my loved ones, you know, it's, it's tough things, but, uh, you know, it's one of these things where you just kind of, uh, you kind of get tired of it, you know, and yeah. you're just like, all right, let's just get back to normal and we'll deal with what we deal with and, you know, and, and go from there. And I, I know people are suffering from it and, and I want to be sensitive to their, to their thoughts and feelings about it, but it's also, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that we're moving in the right direction where things are coming back and you right. know, the curve has been, has been flattening as they say, and uh, things are moving in the right direction when you get back to normal. Are you uh, mostly outbound though, Matt, or like, or what, what's it like when you get inbound, like when you're back at the precinct and all that and, and inside, or, or do you guys kind of have a different protocol when, when you're inbound? Well, you know, I mean, it's just uh, it, it's just protecting yourself and being safe around other people, you know, masking up and doing that type of thing. But uh, as far as going out and dealing with the public, you know, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, on, on, a, on a regular basis, I couldn't tell you how many people I interact with and how many people probably carried a virus or, or that type of thing, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just um, – I just – it's it's one of these things where it's not going to change how we handle our job and how we interact with people. I'm not going to be – fearful and going out and putting my, my, myself in, in the position where I need to interact with somebody or, or help somebody or, or do anything like that. You know, we're still going to answer the call as they say, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's something else that we just have to keep in, in, in the back of our mind and be cognizant of. I know it, you guys are like, you, you were kind of, you know, saying at the beginning, I'm a Jack of all trade type of guy, you know, and I actually just added another trade to the, to the mix. Really? You know, I'm, I just, well, I just started you doing? As, as, a, as a volunteer fireman. You know, really? which is pretty oh. intense, right? Dude, that's yeah, awesome, you know, man. That's and, fucking and it's, sweet. <laughs> it's funny because, like, the guys I work with on the PD side, you know, the sheriff's office, they they give me a hard time. They say, oh, yeah, you wanna, you're going to the dark side. And then the guys on the fire side are like, oh, you checked the wrong box. You're finally coming over to the right side. You know, that type of thing. But uh, it, it's something, honestly, you know, given the light of uh, of what's going on with, uh, with, with law enforcement today, I, it's a great job. I love what I do. Um, I think the biggest wake up call for me was my nine year old son came home and he's like, I want to be, I want to go to, you know, I want to be a police officer. I want to do that. And that scares the, the, the heck out of me. You know, I just don't want him to do that. Like my, you know, grandparents, you know, told me before that they didn't want me to follow in their footsteps in law enforcement, you know, and I still did it. But so I, I went out and reached out and started talking to a couple of different people and got on the volunteer fire department as a way to maybe introduce my son to that type of thing. So he could be around that. And, uh, you know, I, I was, it was, uh, the first night I was out, I brought my son to the firehouse and we're sitting around and he's, he's, we're just, you know, doing whatever we were doing. And he was messing with the trucks and stuff. And he was like, this is so cool. I'm going to do this. I'm like, I turned to the chief. I said, chief, I'm done. I quit. I, I succeeded with my job. You know what I mean? I'm trying to go the other way. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I do that just cause it's, uh, it's another, um, I don't know. I just, my, my personality is I just want to get out there. I want to help people. And I think that like yeah. in law enforcement, we get a raw deal because we see people in their worst moments 
and uh, and fire services the same way, you know. But uh, but then you also, you know, those firemen are always the heroes too, you know. And and we never, as law enforcement, never get to we play that hero role, even though we're out there doing things, you know, pretty covert or under the uh, behind the scenes type of thing, you know what I mean? But uh, wow. but yeah, I, I love it. I enjoy it, and uh, it's something new to get into. And um, who knows, man? It's like maybe my ADD personality. I got to do something constantly, keep moving. So, well, I'm sure you got a little downtime. Maybe you can be like a ski patrolman on the weekends or something like that. You know? Yeah, I was thinking of being like a like a forest ranger. You yeah, know, something like that. Now that's got to be. That, see, that is an insane job too. Like the the yeah. the game wardens. You know? Oh, I, yeah. That they're out there because yeah, those... they've they've got to be strapped up and ready for all sorts of shit. That's that's a oh, job. Those, Bears those and guys, poachers. Man. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right? All yeah. types of animals. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking you're going out there messing with the hunter, but you're actually going to get mauled by a, by a grizzly bear or something. That's crazy stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. A lot I'm of sure wild ways to be like. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you did, though, Matt. And I'm like, yeah, it's another 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 uh, uh part in the tool belt there so well, i'll tell you cut. what though you know what's funny so like it's it, getting into it and all this other stuff we, we we joke about as players as former players right of like getting back and staying in touch with the game and and uh you know that type of thing and so like i said i mentioned earlier my son hayden turned he's nine years old and he, he goes dad i want to play football so i'm like Hey man, all right, because I wasn't going to push him, you know. I, I mm-hmm. it's like you see some of these as as an, as an official, a game official working, you know, from the from the youth league up, starting out. You see some of these players out there, and they're like they don't want to be there, you know, and and they're almost getting um, they're almost getting like ruined from the game because their parents were pushing them into it too early or whatever, yeah. you know. So I, I didn't want to go down that road, but. So my son reaches out and goes, Dad, I want to play football. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm here for you. What do you, what do you want? So we go to his first meeting, and uh, the coaches find out, you know, who I am and the playing backgrounds and stuff like that, just being around football and, and game official and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, uh, you want to coach? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I don't want to coach my son. You know, I'm, I'm there. Don't get me wrong. I'll be there to help him. And if he needs something for me to do, you know, if, if it, you know, you talk about the nomenclature of football with, you know, how to, block a, a, a three technique or a nose guard or something, right? I, we can help him with that. I can help him with what proper steps, but I didn't want to coach him because I just wanted somebody else to kind of take that and, and, and handle that. And I could sit back and be like, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm going to be your support structure. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Well, that didn't work. So I'm coaching and, <laughs> and well, the intentions uh, are good there because I can, I can agree that like exposing kids at a young age because I didn't really realize it but one of the things that I've benefited greatly from was having a lot of different like music teachers in my life and that taught me early on that like I can learn a lot from a lot of different people and I don't have to be locked into like one track of guidance you know and like that whole Mm -hmm. mentorship idea that's so important we talk about it here all the time um so that's like that's admirable to be like you know what I especially as like a as a parent being like yeah I could be the coach but no I want you know, you to have that thing and I'll be here to help. But that's, that's, I'm not surprised you ended up uh, taking the, taking the clipboard too. It, uh, it was, uh, you know, they twisted my arm a little bit on it because I really wanted to keep that separation. I was going to be, he can vent to me about, hey, DC, remember our coaches, the ones that we just didn't really get along with? I mean, those mm-hmm. are the guys that we, we went to our support structure and we talked about those at home. They're like, man, I can't stand this guy or this guy, whatever. And I wanted to be that role where I'm there for him. And then, you know, also with, with my schedule, with, with, you know, work and officiating, you know, I, I couldn't devote 
100% to it. And that was something that I was afraid of as well. Cause I just didn't want to leave these kids, not just Hayden, but his other teammates, right. you know, leave, you know, lead them astray where I got to go and, you know, miss games and, and cause I've got other obligations. And that was a big, that was a, that was a fight too. But, you know, talking to some of the coaches, they brought me in and I'm going to tell you right now, you see the first time the, uh, I, the first day I got done with, uh, with uh, coaching, um, I reached out to my coaches <laughs> and I apologized to them because I just realized <laughs> the frustration. Nobody knows frustration until you try to coach a nine-year-old in any sport. I'm sure in any sport. It's like hurting cats. So, yeah. So you reach out to some of these, some of these coaches, some of my coaches, and they're like, "What? Why are you? What? What are you talking about?" And I told them, they start laughing. They're like, "Hey, yep, that's it. That's it." So, but uh, but no, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of it. It's fun to be there. Um, you know, it's just. Uh, just getting the scheduling work to, to work is, is kind of difficult, but uh, things this spring totally lined up and it was just like uh, one of the best things in the world. I'm not, you know, I, my schedule came out and typically college football is played on Saturdays and the, and, and with the COVID everything moved to the spring. So my, uh, I got Hayden's schedule and his schedule was on Saturdays and I'm like, man, I'm going to be at one game this year. And I was really, really devastated about that because I wanted to be there for him and uh, and I talked to him, and I and we went through the whole thing. And my nine year old had more like he he was more understanding than I was of myself, and it was it just blew me away that my nine year old he got it. I, I was inches away from retiring from officiating, you know, because I wanted to be there for him during this time of him learning. And he turned on to me, he's like, he's like, do you love refing? I said, absolutely. He goes, well, don't quit. He's like, we'll make this work. And I said, oh my gosh, my nine year old, you know, you go. good dude right there. I'm, I know, I'm almost in tears thinking about that, you know. He but, got him the right way, man. <laughs> but then, but then, you know what? So what sure. happened? Long story short, the the uh, the schedule came out and they changed everything, and he moved all the games to Sundays. So it works out great. So I, I'm That's here nice. in, uh, in in South Dakota, and then I'm gonna drive home after the game tomorrow, and then I'll be on the football field on the sidelines yelling at officials <laughs> in nice. this game on Sunday afternoon. So, How are you as a coach, though? Like, I, I want to see that because I know, like, <laughs> I'm a I, – like, I thought, like, I would just be, like, this calm, complacent. I'd understand, but frustrations tempered with the actual game and then all the other things that go on with Why knowing... aren't you listening to me? <laughs> no, well, well, well it's, it's that, too, but then it's also when you see – when you see grown men who have no football playing experience coach young men to have football playing experience, something happens. And I know what happened to me when I started coaching high school football and like, I'm listening to this guy, whether he's a defensive line coach or DC or, or, or OC. And I'm just like, you've never played a down of football in your life. That stance is definitely wrong <laughs> from both, from both sides. So like you, you want to like, spread your arms out and just grab everybody and be like, look, this is, this is how we're going to do it. Where like when you just come to watch and you just kind of like, like when I, when I first started, I was just helping out and I wasn't, I didn't want to like, you know, step on anybody's toes. I'm yeah. not the guy that knows anyone. I'm just, I'm just here. Like you said, you just wanted to be like, you know, a, a support system or support structure for your, for your son. Right. But mm-hmm. when, when they actually put you in the box and you're, and then you're like, all right, no, we got to make sure to take the, <laughs> it's, it's so weird, man. Yeah. So weird. Well, you, 
you know, like, it's funny you say that because it was one of these things where you have to like, you have to like physically or, or just like mentally prepare yourself to not take over everything right. because right. you know what I mean? Because that's the thing, like, you know, there's, there's these, these are volunteers, these are dads and they're going to, and they're giving their time to their, to, the, to these kids and their kids. And, and I applaud that, you know? And so when I, I so I really try like, and I've got some good coaches, you know, I'm on, I'm on staff with really good guys, you know? And so some of them are, their experience, it shows, and some are extremely brilliant, you know? And, and so it's like, you just don't want to, my big thing was, I didn't want to step on toes. I didn't want to come in because that's not my thing. I'm like, whatever, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Um, it, you know, we played football and we were around football, but we're not at the end all. There's like a hundred million different ways to get to point B from a mm-hmm. foot, you know what I mean? So it's like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna reinvent. The You're not somebody's golden ticket. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's the yeah, right, you, I, that's the attitude you'd have to have because like, if you think yeah. just cause you've been to the promised land doesn't mean, you know, you can explain how to, you know, get there for everybody else. It's not a free ride. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's another thing. And then they, you know, some coaches, you know, they embrace it and they lean on you for some, some questions, you know, and I'll tell you, man, I, I caught the bug. I'm like, I was in here getting these kids, nine-year-olds to go from, they couldn't even get in their stands, right. To going from, you know, to, to the second level on a double off a double team block, mm-hmm. picking up a linebacker, scraping over, you know what I mean? Like yeah. who does that? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? yeah, so, absolutely. But no, it's just, it's just so awesome. It's, it's, it's my, my goal going into this whole thing was just to build a foundation for these kids to use for the rest of their careers. You know what I mean? We could be coaching all pros, or we could be coaching high schoolers. You know, and then, and that's as far as and that's great. And if that's how what happens, that's that's awesome. We're gonna we're gonna make them the best at what they what their their physical ability allows them to be, and we're gonna enjoy it and move on. You know, that type of thing. But it's it's definitely challenging. It uh, it is it is uh, it's taught me patience like no other. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Patience how with fun the parents is it to see people win though? Like when I see like you say like when. You, you're able to get your kids to get up to the second level. Like, it's like something that small, like I lose it because I'm like, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's so much joy in all of that, man. Like, if I got, I got, when I have a guy, like I had a nose tackle a couple of years back. I mean, big guy, big kid, like maybe five, nine, ten, but, you know, he's just totally uncoordinated. He's growing. He's trying to figure his body out. And he couldn't get into a stance to save his life. I was like, our goal this season is just so you understand how to get in and out of your stance, man, and take on a block. And, like, by mm-hmm. the end of the season, he was just doing that. I didn't care about the play. I just cared right. that he was learning and he was taking it step by step. And then once he did it, like, if he, yeah, he, if he plays, he comes off, he's like, oh, coach, I'm like, I'm just hugging him. Like, yeah, you got it stance. Oh, my God. Like, it's, yeah, it's awesome, man. What? You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's one of those things where, like, we're, we're the ones hooting and hollering so loud on the field because we realize that we've we've played with guys that have, have trouble doing certain things, and it's like, man, dude, uh, these kids are picking up this blocking scheme better than some of the guys that I played in college with. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, what do we got here? You know? But yeah, yeah, in, in yeah. And Jay, in Jay, in Jay you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, what about the challenge of dealing with the parents, right? I mean, you, you, you knocked it out of the park with that one too. You know, the parents, my gosh, man, some of them, you, you just, all their, they think their kid's going to be the next Hall of Famer and you don't want to, you don't want to say that's not going to happen because you want to kind of embrace it. And you know, it's going to be real too. What's weird is I think some parents view that, that as an investment, like a financial investment, like, like they're, 
and maybe I'm just projecting, you know, but it's like, you know, you're investing your kid, you're taking your kid to private training and private coaching and then you're, you're filming all his games and you're doing all the stuff and he's on the travel team and you're trying to get him because the, the whole idea is like get, get into college, get a thing, get to the pros. Like, and I think that's what you have some parents, like it's like a combination. They're living through their kid and also, oh, yeah. also like this is, I'm throwing my eggs in the basket of, you know, future hall of famer here. Little, yeah. Little think, think about th- think about how much money you know some of these travel teams are. I, oh. I heard how much money some of these parents are shelling out for these kids to play travel sports. I was blown away, man. Like you're talking thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. You know, and and when I got in, man, I was first off, I was too heavy to play in peewee, right? Because I remember <laughs> the one coach was like, "Well, you like to run, son," and I was like, "Sure, coach." My mom's like, "No, we're not going to pay for him to join a cross country team. He's not going to play football. We're, we'll just." even for high school and then you get in high school and it was like, that was it. You know, that was for some people. I mean, I came from a blue collar family from the, from the South side of Chicago. You know, my, my ticket out was, was sports and that's what I did. And it helped me and it's opened up so many doors. I still open the doors, you know, and, yeah. and those are those things. Those are the, the huge deals, but man, some of these parents, they really, they invest in their kids and, and some of it is for, you know, the intentions are great. Some I can see, just dealing with, you know, certain people on sidelines and, and stuff like that with the youth level, it's like, man, you're just going about it all the, the entire wrong way. You know, it's just one of these things where they need to really sit back, reevaluate because you're, you're kind of putting your kid in a, in a trick bag on that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the cool thing about it too, like it's all about the ego, right? So when I, when I have, whenever I have parents that, that, literally look at their kid as an investment or they're throwing money at their kid so that one, either they, they cannot be in their hair, but two, they kind of look at it like, okay, well I'm investing this money. Why isn't he like all world or why isn't he doing this? Or why isn't he doing that? And then for, for those parents, what I found has been really, you know, helpful is I've got either might've been a couple years ago, might be even longer than that. A parent that like I can see is just kind of like, they haven't let the ego go and they want their kid to be all world. I'll say you're an investment banker, right? You, your son is an inside linebacker. You don't think that he can take this ISO block on the right way. You, you see him getting blown back. I said, you know what? Come on out to practice. Wear your, wear, wear your sweats, wear, wear whatever you feel comfortable in. And I would like for you to just come on in here and get into, get into uh, the backfield where your son is and just, we'll just go through walking speed. Not even like, and to see you take yeah. on a, 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 oh, sure, I will do that, Coach Campbell. They come out there, four or five steps, and they're stumbling and flipping over. And then I say, it's not as easy as you think. And that's your boy out there trying to do it. So, And then after that, it's like they just love you to death because they understand. Yeah, cool. You know yeah. what I mean? They just understand. How cool is that? That is awesome yeah. that you're, you, you give them the opportunity to, to, to experience that. You know, some of these kids, some of these parents just have never been there. They don't know. Yeah. They they see it on TV and they think that that's normal for anybody that puts on the shoulder pads and helmet or, yeah, they or saw Hoosiers. A, a baseball bat. Yeah. Or shoots a basketball. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's like a normal thing, but it, it, it's not, it's one of these things where you just gotta, you know, obviously work at it, but like anything, you know, music, anything, yeah. you know, but uh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome that you gave them that opportunity. Cause I, there's too many times where coach or, you know, co- parents just never know. They're never exposed to that. Yeah. Because they just, they're not welcome into that arena. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's got to be intimidating too. If like, you know, you're a parent who maybe has no, you know, maybe you're a musician and your kid is 
wants to go the athlete route, you know, like a lot of, a lot of families, kids kind of go the opposite way and you, you don't have any experience with it. Cause I used to see it all the time with music where, you know, like a parent would drop a kid off for lessons and they're like, I have no idea what the fuck that, you know, I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> you know? And then, and then you feel bad cause it's like, well, like I, I realized the advantage I had with music, having a father who's a musician and it's gotta be the same thing with, with football because it's like, no, like when you get to the point where you're interested in it, you can kind of guide them. You don't have to teach them spe- like specifically, but you can say, you know what, try, why don't you go learn about this? And then, you know, and they'll, they'll take at least you hope that they take that advice. Um, yeah. But you know, it's interesting the, the through, you know, the thread through your life is like you said, it's that teamwork and, and helping others, you know, and um, it's cool to see you guys light up talking about coaching kids and how, uh, you know, how exciting that must be for you guys as, as parents. Well, you know, it's like it's passing passing the torch, right? You yeah. know, like we're keeping something that we love going, and it's like, you know, you can equate that with music. I mean, I, I that's one thing that's one thing that I told, like I would, you know, like I told you, I've never pushed my kids into sports, but I'm pushing them into music because you never know, right? Like my thing is, I play. I don't know if you guys, you know, you know I play this, right? I play the bagpipes. I'm a bagpiper. No kidding. And I've been I've been playing for twelve years now, and so I'm not like a crazy any. You're a piper. Crazy, great bagpiper are you, you know a bagger I mean? like, or a piper um <laughs> well there's a joke in there somewhere right? yeah <laughs> but you know but the thing is like i didn't know i didn't know that i had any type of musical you know ability until my grandfather who was a chicago police officer he died, he passed away at 73 years old and when they laid him to rest the bag the chicago police department bagpipe band came out piped him to his final resting place and the, and the piper that was there i talked to him on the side and i says, hey i want to learn how to do this he's like well He's like, we only have got, we only have one rule. He's like, are you a police officer? I said, yeah. He's like, well, then we can teach you from, from the beginning. Right. So I joined their band and was doing that. And they taught me how to play the bagpipes, but I would never have known unless I went out there and asked the guy if I, you know, Oh shoot. I mean, I could have joined and still been terrible. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I still right. think I'm terrible, but nobody knows you're bad when you're playing bagpipes. It's just all sounds the same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm telling you with, when, when it comes to playing music, I'm, I'm pushing that with my kids. You know, I it, want it helps you. It, it's like it's a, great, pa- it's like a, as I've gotten older and, and involved in more things, um, it's, it's teaching you a framework on how to be successful at teaching yourself. That's what music is. It's a vehicle of self-knowledge. And because once you get the, it's like laying a railroad track or something. Once you put the track down and you understand which direction it's going, you're like, I can teach myself guitar, piano, bass, whatever, to the point where it's like, you know, building a computer. You'll just know the steps necessary to, teaching yourself something and you don't get that like you kind of get it in athletics you know I, I was lucky enough to be able to spend some time you know in that um but y- there's something unique to the structure of learning music because of it, you're it's a physical thing and it's also mental and then you're incorporating kind of just all different parts of problem solving that uh, you don't get anywhere else in life at when you're 10 or 12 or 13 years old and if you don't have that base knowledge you know of problem solving it can affect you. You'll be better off for it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can look at uh, when I'm playing the pipes and, and let's be honest, I've missed, you know, some, some notes here and there, but nobody knows, right? but, you, 
you just keep going with it. You don't stop. You just kind of you know, right. fight through it and you pull it back in and you kind of blend a couple songs together. And nobody knows the difference and you move on. <laughs> you know, that's something I'm telling you, I think every child would benefit from if they had music in their life. You know, music is so important, you know, and, and I, I've unfortunately only learned that, you know, 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Or not even probably, probably about six years ago when I got better at what I was doing with the bagpipes, you know? So, but, uh, but yeah, that's something I really want my kids to do. I'd like to see, a, you know, every kid do that. And I, I told my sister, if my kid doesn't want to play sports, fine. And, and, they, and they're in the band. I'm going to be the, I'm going to tailgate for band. We're going to be out there celebrating that type of thing. But, uh, but yeah, that's the it's, mentality. It's man. That's great. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Sure. So cool. So, so cool. what's going on with, uh, with acting, man? You still, you still, uh, showing off that that handsome million dollar face or what what are you doing hey well you know it's it's funny it's funny mention that because uh i I actually i should probably get uh cj phillips uh, on with you guys he would probably love to talk to you guys he is you know absolutely the The more the merrier director extraordinaire right you know he um he's actually working on another project right now and he he reached out to me about it and he wants to do a horror flick genre type of thing and I said, "Oh, that'd be great, man! I would love to do that." And he's like, "Well, I got a perfect role for you. We'll see what we can do." But, uh, but the uh, the movie that we just did, uh, it, you know, COVID really put a put a put a, a shock to it. It just kind of kind of pushed it to the wayside. It went out into the um, uh, overseas and you're, you know the uh, the uh, international circuit. And it, it got some awards and, and this thing. But now it's officially you can view it now, I guess, on on that website when two wrongs So I think it's w h e n the number two and then wrongs w r o n g s dot com. And then you just click on it and it'll play. It's twenty six minutes or some short independent film, but uh, it's got some notoriety, got some uh, some some pub and some some interest from some people and you know this is uh it, i guess this is how it starts for like you know for for like you know with cj and his directing stuff you know this is was his first film and he's moving you know now he's got some investors in on this horror thing and uh, i'm looking forward to it it'd be cool i just don't want to get typecast as like a police officer like he's, he's just playing play a cop role. and everything no, dude you gotta have a major role man i can see you yeah. doing that in horror bro i can see you, that you know what i mean right oh, yeah. that's what i said to him too i said what do you want me to do man you want me to be the nice guy next door that nobody suspects i can do that just ask my neighbors no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's but, awesome well you know you're gonna have to send me the link and it'll be in the show notes so everybody can check that out um that's that's something sure. i'm gonna watch for sure because I, I was interested in it after the little trailer that i saw uh when you first came on the show um yeah that's that's really great man yeah i can see you i could see you uh playing maybe like a uh like a like a butcher that's gone mad or something like that you know <laughs> no. like a big no 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 think hear me out like a guy that's like it's like he's in a horror setting of course because it's like a guy that's like a likable personable you know big guy you could doing things but like a butcher could be like evil too you know it could be like on the side you know he could be chasing people around you never know so like if you were going to be the villain i could see that as a way yeah no yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I reached out to him i i told him i said whatever you whatever you want me to do i i enjoy it it's fun it's one of these things where it's like you know it's a keepsake uh, my kids can have it and they can show their kids you know exactly I mean? so it's like oh look at look at grandpa he's an idiot you know what i mean like look at right? we're doing our thing but it's it's uh it's cool i mean hey whatever whatever they want to do i mean it's, it's all about the uh just experience and getting out there and doing things when daryl and i inevitably write the film of the everyman story <laughs> maybe you can play me there you go <laughs> <laughs> right 
<laughs> I don't listen. That's a big role to play now. Oh that's yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, it's very, very, very medium-sized <laughs> shoes to fill. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's man. funny. That's awesome, man. What would you call it? What would you call your film? What would mm. you call just the Everyman film? No, I think it would have to be. I, I think it would have to be something like you know, a, like a like a, a like something. Like like an elite journey, a cosmic journey, or something like that. Yeah, you know, the story of the Everyman podcast. It would have to have a colon in it, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the cosmic canoe, the story of the Everyman podcast, something like that, you know. Yeah, you're gonna have to have uh, in, in DC. You're gonna have to have some Mountain Dew in it, right? Oh yeah. Oh, well, well you know, <laughs> like you, like you said, that Doctor Gazelka podcast scared me a little little straight oh, out gosh. of some things there. <laughs> You know, so apparently Mountain Dew isn't, uh, especially the way I'm consuming is, it's fairly conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's not, quote unquote, con- yeah, quote unquote, not conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you're going, you're going from the, uh, the Mountain Dew consumption of record, you know, portions to, uh, to some girl who's eating like, you know, six pounds of shrimp. You know, I'm telling you right now, when you guys are talking about that shrimp, the girl eating shrimp, six pounds of shrimp, right? Yeah. I think I, I, I went into, I went into a gout attack. I'm not even kidding you, dude. My my my, toe, my I felt like my toe was flaring out because of gout. <laughs> there's some yeah, there's some uh I just saw there's a girl that has an OnlyFans account that's making fifty thousand dollars a month and she just sits there and eats like spaghetti and hot dogs and shit. It's it's God. Yeah. She's not even naked. That's the craziest oh, thing. She's <laughs> not even naked. There's a market for everything. I know. I'm, telling you. I'm jealous. A for everything. Well, shoot, yeah. brother Jay, ever since you told me about the, the one the one tick on Twist, it's like eating lettuce for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, into like a microphone. The, the sound of the lettuce is giving people spine tingles, and she gets paid for that. Yeah. Here's oh, 50 bucks. God. Here's 100 bucks. Here's 500 bucks. It's Can a, you crunch a little louder? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful time to be alive. You know, it's there's a lot lot, a lot of opportunity out there. Only fans, Twitch. You Matt, know. We, we did it wrong, man. We should have just fucking got a, got a condenser mic. And big cookies yeah. all fucking day. <laughs> what a, a workout! Oh my gosh! Well, you guys are doing. Hey, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. It's, it it's, would have been. It would have been, been a sideshow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have oh been gosh. a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's uh, it's 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 an interesting time to be doing stuff. You know, cre- creating any sort of content online because there's so many. It's like every time, you know, I, I turn around, there's some new platform or new concept and it's like, it's Clubhouse oh, and everybody get, and I'm like, what is this shit? I can't even figure it out. And it's like, I think it's over. I'm pretty sure Clubhouse is over already. Um, at least it's over to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with, with all the, uh, the ups and the downs. But I'll tell you, man, you're, you're a busy, uh, you're a busy traveling man. You're, you're on the road. You're, you know, s- saving yeah. lives, putting out fires. You know, I mean, teaching children, you're like a, you're like five, yeah, you're like five different, uh, five different leading men packed into one. It's really, it's quite impressive. So so, so everybody's probably wondering like, what, what's, what's his wife say about all this stuff? You know, well, she's right there with me. She's supporting. She's awesome. One of the best people in the world. You know, she actually listens. So does she? Well, shout out to Mrs. G. There yeah, you go. Brian, Brian, my wife Brian, she's wonderful. So, but uh, uh, end of July, she's actually she's actually giving me permission to go with one of my friends who's from South Africa, right? Who's here in the country. He actually came to the premiere 
of that of the, the the movie that we did. He was an awesome guy, and he is um, him and I are going to South Africa, Johannesburg, at the end of July for the the uh, British Alliance rugby match versus the South African Springboks, which is oh. gonna be awesome. You know, and we just word that they're actually going to be playing, and it's like a bucket list thing. So, so I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have the best wife in the world. You know, Sounds in like my, it. in my opinion, right? To, oh uh, yeah, uh, allow me to to, <laughs> to to go out there and handle that and, and hang out and do that type of thing. So it's it's situated right between the end of uh, football and and you know Hayden's football schedule and stuff like that and then the start of the college season and we're gonna sprinkle in some law enforcement stuff in there too <laughs> put out a couple fires teach yep, children yeah, some yeah. life life skills yeah fly over to south yeah. africa you're just a, you know, you're, you're just a jet setting man and, and that is national and i can it. you know that's it's what it's all about the every man having that that uh, that strong partner with them you know and, and being supportive and supporting each other Jeez. that's that's a that's a, that's one of the tenets of the uh, of the Everyman podcast here, so that's you know no not a surprise at all that uh, behind this great man is is a, is a wonderful woman. So that's that's great to hear, man. Oh yeah, and there's going to be a trip for her somewhere probably in, in the near future. You know, I just know that's going to come. Down oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> give and take. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's probably going to go Hawaii. You know, something I don't know. Right? Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. No, you, it's you, cool. It, it, that's that's going to be what like a 17 hour flight from Chicago. Chicago yeah, I land. Think, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I've never been to Hawaii, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. She'll, she'll probably go by herself though. She should say, "You went on your own. I'm going to go." And I'm like, "Hey, have fun. Yeah. Bring you back a coconut." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of those flower lays. That's great, man. So, are you uh, you working on anything else other than bagpiping and uh, coaching and acting and law enforcing and Jeez. Firefighting. This goes on, right? Yeah. This goes on and on. And you're awesome. like the post. You're like Mr. Everyman. Jack of all trades. You just got to keep moving, right? You got to keep moving, right? You're trying to find something. No, you know, other than that, other than that, right? Yeah, other than mm-hmm. those couple things. Just, uh, just you know, hanging with the family, doing our thing, and, and just trying to be a, a good uh, role model and uh, a good father. You know, that's that's the number one thing. Well, you're certainly a number one role model in my book. If anybody says, Hey, what's a good pod or somebody, you know, you're on that short list. I'm like, check this one out. Check this one out. Yeah. I'm dead, dead ass because you're, you're, you're a man with a lot of integrity and character and you're just proof that, you know, um, you could think your path is one thing and then it gets there. You're there. Hey, you know what? I can do other things too. And then you're flourishing to see being successful and, and just being passionate about all these other different things in your life is really, uh, it gets me excited and, and pumped up to be excited about things that I love, you know? Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you on my brother. I oh, appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, a blast. It is. And we're going to, we're definitely, you know, we're going to have you back on when we're, when we're talking, you know, more, more football. I want to know what's going on with acting, you know, when you're going to be the star of the Everyman movie, all that and more. <laughs> Big Mac Rebel. Love you, bro. Thanks there for you coming. Go. My man.